Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about bog witch hair? Well, then you must be thinking of another podcast. Good evening, Kelsey. Good evening, Robert. How are you? Cold as fuck. I have a question for you. <laughs> cool. Lay it on me. All right. In these wintry times, I yes. know that we have talked, we've discussed previously that you're just not, you don't live the robe life. You're not into no. robes. Don't do robes. Have you, have you revisited this opinion in recent days, considering the current national climate, i.e. the pandemic? And also no. the fact that it's very, very cold. No. You don't ever just, like, hang out in your robe at home alone? No. Ew. Why, dude? I don't even have a robe. <sighs> That's your first problem. I get out of the shower and <laughs> wet get in my clothes. You're so... <laughs> I... <laughs> I couldn't even stay straight on that one. God. No. I, like, dry off and, like, I immediately get in uh, socks, pajama pants shirt and then go about my daily life i can't with you i just don't have that kind of energy sometimes sometimes you get out of the shower and it's like enough that you moisturize and then you just you want to put on a robe and hang out for several hours i know because i i don't like the idea that like i'm just so thinly separated I don't know how that's different than clothes. You can wear underwear. But somehow, me being <laughs> naked in the robe feels so exposed. Just <laughs> it's out in the wild. Even now. Okay, so I will say I'm not in a Snuggie. I know. I know what you're wearing. That's why I asked this question. <laughs> but it is like a Snuggie. Uh, I'm in one of those, but like I couldn't imagine not being fully clothed inside of it. That's just the way to be. I have, like, clothes on, but this as well. Okay. (laughs) I guess I'm just a layers guy. I guess you are. I thought that perhaps you might have changed your mind in recent years. I hadn't asked that question in in quite some time, but... uh... Uh, No. Well, like, I gotta have socks on, like, 24-7. Yeah. yeah. Always socks, man. You're you're covered up is what you are. You are, like, buttoned up toe. I am. I mean, I don't even wear shorts. I always wear... Okay, so, like, bottom down, completely covered. Now, like, torso, like, the upper portion can Always be a bit exposed. more free. <laughs> Just, like, one button down, a little bit of chest hair peeking out. Yeah, like, I'll do, I'll do, like, a muscle shirt when it's really hot. You know, that's very fine. Very nice, very nice. But that's the only thing that ever sees daylight is, like, the upper half. Bottom half doesn't know what the world is like. Pale is sin down there. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is like the sheltered kid that literally does not know what life is like on the outside. <laughs> One day, like, 
I'm going to accidentally see your shin or something, and it's going to blind me permanently. No, it won't, because my legs are hairy as shit. Ah, that's true. That's true. And it dampens all the light, so. (laughs) It refracts it, so it doesn't come out in a deadly beacon. Yeah, like, I used to just, uh, you know how kids would take magnifying glasses and, like, make the little beam of light? I could just do that with my knees, you know. (laughs) Just shing! Okay. But no, no, I'm still not living the rope life. I don't, I don't, I don't get the appeal. Well, one day, I'll flip you over. And here's what I don't understand, actually. When you see it in, like, movies and stuff, they're usually fully dressed and then just have a robe on. Yeah, and that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why toss the robe over your pajamas unless it's, like, really, really cold? Yeah, what's the point of that? Because, like, what is you see the point? any, like, dad with his cup of coffee getting the paper in the morning, he's got on, like, pajama pants, slippers, like, a shirt, but then the robe that's open. <laughs> yeah. What's the point of that? I don't know. See, that I don't get. But that would be me, though. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, sorry. I did see one more thing about robes before we move on from here. I saw a TikTok about a weighted robe, like a weighted okay. blanket, you know? Yeah. I think that might swing you on robes, like like a weighted blanket that you can wear. Like, it has arms. I don't know, man. Because Taylor has a weighted blanket, and I don't really like it. Oh, I love my weighted blanket. It knocks me right out. I don't want something like smushing me (laughs) yeah i like to be smushed (laughs) because remember we've discussed how when i sleep i would like the thinnest barest sheet of all time to just like daintily be laid on top of me you know right i don't think i want to be smushed no yeah i need plus the time that taylor did get me under the weighted blanket i slept for like 15 hours (laughs) And you know I don't like sleep, so it hurt yeah. my feelings that it made me that comfortable, I guess. Maybe I'm just averse to being comfortable. Maybe. What's the problem? That, what happened That might to you? say a lot about me. You need to go to therapy and work some shit out. You're like, so what's your problem? I just don't like being comfortable. I just like to be uncomfortable. You do like to be uncomfortable. That's like your, your brand. You watch movies that make so. you uncomfortable. Uh, remember, I would never take my shoes off in like the house for like the longest time. <laughs> yes. Apparently, I sleep in a ball. I don't even, like, lay comfortably in the bed. You just stand in the bed and fall asleep standing up like a horse. (laughs) (laughs) With your shoes on and everything. Uh, Won't eat my food cold. I won't eat my food hot. I just let it get cold and then go, oh, this would be better hot. And then I eat it. (laughs) Same with coffee. What's wrong with you, man? (laughs) See, there's something wrong. I just, like, am just self-inflicting pain upon myself. You just start loving yourself. Maybe it's harder than I thought. Yeah. I'm sorry you guys had to learn this about me, that I had to learn this about <laughs> me here. I'm sorry that you had to learn. <laughs> we'll work it through, okay? okay? I'm here for you. Thank you. New year, new me. New year, new me. <laughs> uh, new year, new M&Ms. Have you heard about this shit? A uh, little bit. Not too much. Oh, my God. So I saw the headline that, like, M&M's iconic characters are getting a modern makeover. Do you know what the modern makeover consisted of? I would imagine they're making them more cartoony or something. Okay. I thought that they were going to do like a new style, you know, because they're kind of played out. It's the same like 90s cartoon looking style that we've been dealing with for some time now. Um, So Mars says they're going with a more dynamic, progressive world. And they want to spotlight the characters' personalities rather than their gender. 
<laughs> Do you want to take a okay. second swing at what is getting changed about the M&M's characters? Well, if we're talking about gender, I'm going to say we're changing the green M&M yeah. to be Butch. <laughs> so, okay, the the only thing that I can see in the makeover, like I looked up a picture of it, and okay. I don't know if this is like the full release of brand new M&M's yet or if they've just changed the green one for this promo photo but like okay the only thing that's different is that the green m&m is now wearing cool laid-back sneakers to reflect her effortless confidence rather than those sick-ass go-go boots um why i don't know i don't know so because yeah i'm looking at this and the brown one is still in the sexy glasses and high heels i don't get it so the green m&m will be better represented to reflect confidence and empowerment as a strong female and known for much more than her boots. What if she wants to be known for her boots? Strong females can be go-go dancers. I'm are, so angry Are the at boots this. that inherently sexy? I mean, there was a whole thing about, like, if you eat the green M&Ms, you get horny. But, like, <laughs> I don't... <laughs> oh, my God. Never That's, heard that one. You've never heard that? That's been like a no. thing. And I don't oh know if that God. predates the green M&M's design or if that's something uh, that was born of it. But like... Maybe that's why they made her that way. I don't know, man. But like, I guess that it's not cool to be sexy anymore. And we're we're getting... We're trading in our our cool high heels for some flat, flat ass sneakers. I'm on like the CNN business uh, article about it, right? Uh-huh. And it says, from this to this, and it's the whole cast, the only change is her. <laughs> yes! Because the brown... It, okay, so I would get it if they left the boots but took her out of, like, the sexy pose. Because she's doing, like, the whole, like, one leg is lifted up. And she's got, like, <laughs> a, like, fainting hand on her on her forehead, right? What if that's what makes her feel cool? <laughs> Check this out. So... The brown one is literally in the same pose and everything. They did nothing to her. Nothing yeah. to any of them. And they gave the orange one a little bit less anxiety. <laughs> Actually, they gave him more because oh, yeah, on he's the like right gripping his is face. the new one. And now he's like, <laughs> I can't even function. <laughs> the red one is the same pose. They took away like the lashes on, on the M&Ms, on the, on the lady M&Ms. I I love the boots. That's like my favorite thing about her. That's the cool thing about her. Like, yeah, it makes her cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like now she's fading into the background with sneakers. Yeah. I, it's so unnecessary. And they gave her like these white tights and all the other M&Ms get to keep their weirdly flesh colored legs. I did not notice that. Yep. What the fuck? (laughs) They're like. Cover up, green M&M. You're too sexy. It's too distracting for us. Yeah, they just really tried to downplay the... I guess the word I want to come up with is the fetishism of the green one. (laughs) Because everyone else is the same. Okay, I just want to read the headline of my favorite article on this so far. This is from Rolling Stone, and they say, Let the green M&M be a nasty little slut. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mars Wrigley is trying to make the green M&M wear Larry David sneakers, and we will not stand for it. <laughs> Thank you, Rolling Stone. Like, let her be her. Oh, my God. I mean, there's some challenging fan art out there of the green M&M. Let's not mince words, but, like, I, I think she sh- should remain 
in her cool boots. And if she I wants mean, to have lashes, why the fuck not? Yeah. I mean, I've sent you the picture that I found that shook me to my core about the green M&M, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm staring at it right now. Please. It, it just says, Lord, forgive me. God. And yeah, man, they, yeah, that's, 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 that's much. I know. It the makes boots me aren't mad. even in that. So fine. <laughs> just take the lashes then. Because <laughs> to me, the boots make her badass. Badass. Like, it makes me think of uh, Planet Terror, you know? Yeah, just a cool, confident woman. Yeah, but now she's just, she's kind of just one of the boys. I think you, know you should I mean? make the rest of the M&Ms hotter to compete with her. <laughs> Maybe somebody was just upset that the brown one wasn't catching as much love. Maybe. Because she's, she clearly has, like, the sultry librarian glasses. She totally does. You know what I mean? So, I mean, she's to... clearly still, like, designed a certain way. We don't need to pit two beautiful, successful women against each other, Eminem. Let yeah. them both shine in their sexy ways. Yeah, they're both fine. Unbelievable. I hate that. I don't, I don't approve. Yeah. I guess I can't buy Eminem's now. <sighs> Time to boycott. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to buy M&M's, but just collect all the green ones and just return them back to them. With hot eyelashes glued on. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a world we live in. What a world we live in. Have you been um, keeping up with the hot goss on Twitter and how everyone's posting those little green and yellow squares? Yeah, so I figured out what the fuck it was. <laughs> okay, so you're playing Wordle? Uh, yeah, kind of. Kind of? Like, I don't do it every day. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, yeah, that word thing. Yeah. Let me do that. And then I I actually did solve the word today, but I didn't post that I did it. I did not. I was mad about today's because it had a double letter. And I was, like, trying to figure out what the fuck was going on. Because I had chosen all my vowels in the first two letters because I just want to get those out of the way, you know. And I was like, how are there only O's in this word? And I've only got one vowel. And it was okay. It was a bad time, but um, I figured. So it then, out. I have a question for you. Yes. Where are you playing it? Okay, so there's a couple different like things for Wordle. There's like yep. the one true Wordle, which is going to the website because it doesn't have an app. It's just like uh, powerlanguage.co.uk or something. Okay. Um, well, then that... that's not the one I'm playing. Okay, so you're playing the one in the app, probably, right? Yeah, I'm doing the App Store one. Okay, I play the one in the app as a warm-up, and then I go play the real one on the website. It's too much Wordle. I love Wordle. It's really fun. It's it's just one of those, like, simple... If you guys are not on the Wordle train, it's just basically mastermind with five-letter words. And if it's in the right place, the letter turns green. If it's the right letter in the wrong place, it turns yellow. You were taking this to the wrong comparison. Why? This is lingo, baby. Oh, yeah, totally. But if people are not familiar with the good Lord lingo. If you don't know lingo, educate yourself. you don't know shit. Find Game Show Network and learn. It was the greatest show. God, I love lingo. Good. I miss that show. I miss game shows. I feel like our game show is still a thing. Maybe I just need to get back on GSN because I haven't watched it. Yes, they are, but they're not on that. They're on CBS now. Oh, weird. But they're bringing back, like, all the old ones. So, like, Match Game is back. Supermarket Sweeps. Supermarket Sweeps. They got uh, the Whammies. I can never remember what it's called. Presser Luck. Yeah. 
um, yeah, they're still a thing. Okay. They're just, I don't think it's as, they're just still not as big as they used to be. They even brought back card sharks. Really? And card sharks is okay. Do they still have the theme song? I love that theme song. Yeah. Playing with the queen of hearts. And, you know, Family Feud has never stopped. Yeah, like, It has never ended. <laughs> I feel like it should. I feel like Steve Harvey is just clinging to life and people oh are like, God, naked I grandma at every single Feud. fucking answer. Family Feud's my favorite. I love oh, that one. I can't. Or Price is Right, man. That's never gone away. Yeah. I wish we'd get some of the ones from, like, the UK over here because I told you about that one that was, like, trivia, but also you played darts. It oh, had way yeah. too many components. But it <laughs> was very going on. I- interesting. Um, so you play the website one. Yes. Like I wanted to, but I didn't want to have to go to the website when I can just click the app and do I it. But I it... did notice that it was different because I searched it first and went to the website. Yeah. And then I was like, well, why wouldn't I just get the app? And then I got the app and I was like, well, this will be easy. I just solved it. And it was a different word. <laughs> so I was like, oh, these two things are not linked. Yeah, I think there's a couple of clones out there, but... um, And so that's why I was asking again, because I looked up what the answer was for Wordle today on the official site, and it did not have double letters. Or wait, it did, because it was was Robot, right? Yeah, and the one in the app today was Libel, so they both had double letters. (laughs) Yeah. I was proud that I got Libel. I was like, ooh, journalism, I know that. Yeah, I don't like Wordle, because I have a hard time thinking... I don't do words. You do words? You like, uh, you like... There's a word game that you play, right? No, I'm real that, big like, into uh, Picross stuff. Don't you have that game where you like swipe the letters and make different le- letter words and stuff? No. No, maybe that's somebody else. Yeah, I pretty much only play the Picross thing. Okay. That's like my, my big one, the like puzzle thing like that. I do like Picross. I fucking love my Picross game. I do that like all day, every day. It's so nice to just play a simple mobile game with your coffee in the morning. Just, like, yeah. hang out. It's like a little crossword, but just one one word so I can I can handle it. That's what I do every morning. I get to work, and I pull out my pick cross. I do the daily one, and then do, like, a couple of the tournament ones, and then get to work. Very nice. So, yeah, that's my big one. But I have – I think I've missed one day of Wordle so far since Saturday. So Yeah. I mean, I'm keeping up with it a little bit, but I'm not, like, super – on the train i'm all aboard but i guess i gotta do the website one though yeah that's the one that everyone posts on twitter so if you're trying to be in the zeitgeist with that that's where that's where you gotta be i'm guessing that's why you didn't like mine because they weren't the official ones <laughs> <laughs> well actually speaking of my phone remember how my phone doesn't get updates yes oh i'm getting them updates now good <laughs> and i just got i almost said windows 12 android Oops. 12 they got Android 12. I fucking love it, dude. I think it's so oh ugly. My God, I love I, it. But you have real Android, and it may look different than mine. Yeah, maybe. Because we don't get real Android. Samsung gets Android with a Samsung Skin. sheen over it. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I don't like it. I think it's... I th- think it's quite ugly in comparison to the last few updates that i've had there's like things are so opaque now nothing is translucent it makes me sad so far the thing i like the most is that pretty much every window is rounded are they they are for me and that's why i was like i don't know if we see the same thing so like if i if i like pop 
uh, like YouTube at and I make it small, but then go do something else on my phone. Yeah. The YouTube like pop out used to be just like a full on square. Now yeah. it's got like rounded edges and I'm like, that's beautiful. Thank Ugh. you. I hate rounded edges. <laughs> I love rounded edges. Oh, I'm so, a square person. It's so nice. Yeah, everything's like rounded in my 12, and I'm digging it. Like, I'm okay. digging it. Well, I'm glad that it's finally getting updates. You had such a long time on your phone where it was just like doing nothing. Yeah, tons of updates and no issues at all. Nice. Nothing crashing on you? Granted, I got it, you know. Six months later than you. <laughs> yeah, they finally so. worked out all the kinks. Yeah, and my mine, bugs are fixed. Now, finally, I can open my text messages without my shit crashing. So, and my Discord has stopped completely wigging out on me every time I open it, which is wonderful. No, oh, yeah, my stuff has been like flawless since I got it. That's good. I'm happy fucking, for you. I fucking love it. Like, I love everything about it so far. They good. changed how like the volume slider looks and works. Yeah. They changed where the brightness thing is, and that's really easy. And uh, it and my tablet updated the same day, so I just have, like, a seamless experience between both because I'm <laughs> on both all day long. Wonderful. Good stuff. Good shit. Um, you know what else is good stuff? What is good stuff? I have been injured, which is not good stuff. But, <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I've been talking and I've been complaining quite a lot about my shoulder over the past couple of months. Yes. Yeah. Um, last episode, I talked about being an adult and getting my teeth done and next on the list is physical therapy and now i'm finally doing physical therapy nice <laughs> yeah uh i went last week for x-rays and man have you when's the last time you got an x-ray that wasn't like dental never okay yeah same i i think i had one when i was like a kid or something but not one in recent memory um, that i could call i think i to. got one for my hand i had like a weird bone spur thing that was like oh. Sticking out in a spot. But they took the x-ray on the top of my hand, but you could feel it on the bottom of my hand. So I was like, well, they looked at the wrong side, and they said there was <laughs> nothing there, and then they told me to leave. So. Oh, my God. So yeah. I went to go get x-rays, and it's it's my shoulder and my neck that have been just absolutely fucking on fire, essentially, for the last Oof. couple of months. Okay. And uh, I have kind of like limited range of motion and it hurts whenever I move it. So I've been just kind of very tender about my right shoulder for a long time. And I go to get the x-rays done and she's like, here, hold this heavy sandbag oh so we can drag your shoulder all the way fucking <laughs> down and get a good picture of it. Okay. I'm like I'm going to die. It's like a 30 pound sandbag. So they get the nice pictures and it's like a mugshot style. Like it's, you get yeah. to, you know, face the front and then turn to the side and, you know, all that business. And then she's like, okay, we're also going to x-ray your neck because you've been having neck problems. And I was like, okay, cool. And I go to turn around. She's like, no, we're going to do it from the front. I'm like, how are you going to do it from the front? It's my neck. My skull's in the way. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, open your mouth. What? <laughs> and I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, I know. It's really weird. But like, we have... We have to get a picture of the vertebrae that, like, connect your neck to the base of your skull. And we can't get it from the back. I have a full-blown cross-section in my mind of, like, transparent you. And I just see, like, the bones. And I'm picturing how it's going to see it. And that makes sense. I yeah. get it. She's like, open your mouth as wide as you can. And we're going to be looking oh. through your teeth at your my neck. My God. I 
don't have a copy of these x-rays and I really need a copy of them because I need that fucking x-ray of me with my mouth can hanging off things <laughs> did that can... x-ray just like zap your tongue <laughs> just zap my taste buds right off god yeah it was a really odd experience and uh when I came out I told Richard I was like they made me open my mouth and he was like they x-rayed your shoulder right <laughs> you're like whoa this was after the shoulder. Oh, it was so funny. Oh, that's that's hilarious. Yeah, I really want to copy of the X-rays just so I can see what the hell I look like inside. <laughs> but, like um, we don't we don't think about this stuff, but like that that makes so much sense. I guess. Can you imagine like being a doctor and like the first person came in that they were like, "I hurt here," and they tried so hard to get that <laughs> picture, and they were like, "Can we just can they just open their mouth?" Tried. And then it worked, so now it's just, like, normal to them. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that was a, a fun experience. Um, I love that. And I've been in physical therapy Monday, Wednesday, Friday, early in the morning, uh, Ooh, three that's times a, lot. a week. Yeah, I'm going quite frequently. They want me to go uh, three times a week for six weeks, and then they'll bump it down to two times and one time. I don't know. Because when Taylor did it, it was just, like, once a week. Yeah, Three apparently I'm pretty fucked lot. up. <laughs> You're fucked up. Yeah, like, the first few sessions were really, really good, and I have been, like, not doing yoga because I couldn't tell if yoga was helping or hurting, so I mm-hmm. just had, like, stopped entirely prior to physical therapy. Okay. And um, so the last few times have been really, really good at physical therapy, and, like, I'm learning these exercises that are really helping, and I'm doing them at home and stuff, and then I asked the physical therapist yesterday, I was like, can I start doing yoga again? Because I was doing it, like, before I was in all this pain, and then I stopped because I wasn't sure if I was making things worse, and she was like, yeah, so start slowly, and we'll see how it goes, and so I got my clearance and started yoga today, and I'm in so much fucking pain right now. Oh, cool. (laughs) So I'm gonna have to go back tomorrow and have to be, like, I broke myself again. You're like, I, I did bad. I fucked up. <laughs> but um, it's really fucking cool to go to physical therapy, guys. If you have yeah. a muscular problem or a bone issue that you just can't work out on your own at home, go to physical therapy. I never, like, it never crossed my mind that it's something that I should do, you know? I always thought, yeah. like, physical therapy is for people that have, like, like a car crash victim or something, you know, somebody who can't walk and they have to relearn how their body works. But yeah, like, I truly thought it was like, okay, my legs are paralyzed. Maybe I yeah. can learn to use them again or like, right. Like something super severe. Yeah. Cause I mean, Taylor went just cause her arm broke when she was a kid and it was sore. Yeah. And it made it quit being sore. I, I, I like became a changed person on what physical therapy was when she went for that. Yeah, it's amazing shit. Like, I, my physical therapist is so cool and just walks me through all these things. And she's, like, showing me just simple stuff. Like, oh, when you stand like that, like, you're not engaging your shoulder muscles right. Yeah. So you need to, you know, <laughs> stand better, basically. So do you do it, uh, like, like through Skype or something? No, it's or all in person. you go somewhere? Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, like, not even a mile from my house. It's really, really close. So. Okay. It's a five-minute drive to get there. and um, Very cool. Yeah. The best part of it, though, is the fucking, like, manual work they do. They call it, like, I don't know, manual manipulation or whatever. It's essentially a massage, but intense. Okay. And this woman is, she's, like, really tall. And 
you know, she's got like the torque that she can put her elbow <laughs> in my shoulder blade and it feels, you know, like pressure is happening. Okay. And um, she's always like, Tell me, let me know if it's like too much pressure or anything. And I'm like, you could push your elbow through my chest cavity and I would tell It'll you to push fine. harder. <laughs> but yeah, it's incredible. It's It's wild how they can be like, they, they just know what's happening inside your body. Like, she'll yeah. push on a spot and be like, this is where the muscle connects to the bone. I'm like, oh, yeah, that part's really sore. And she's like, I know, because this part's also sore. And then touches another part. And it's like, yeah, that's sore, too. How do you know? And just, like, all these different pressure points and stuff that all interconnect. It's funny. Humans are all Amazing. the same inside. And all these little things we do kind of slowly chip it away at our bodies over the years. Yeah. But it's working. And... If there's anybody out there who's ever considered physical therapy for anything at all, this is your sign. Go get a doctor's permission and go do it. Yes, definitely. I want to tell you about some stuff real quick. Tell me about some stuff. I watched... So I was actually going to go to the movies this week because we recorded a little later than normal. So I was going to go to a nice Tuesday movie, but decided against it because the world is crashing and burning all around us. Well, you know. But I decided to watch... The new Hotel Transylvania, because it hit uh, Amazon. Yeah. It's not great. Like, those first three movies are so good. Yeah. But they're directed by Jandy Tartakovsky. Ah. The primal guy, right? Yeah. Like, he knows how to, like, get a story to just work. For sure. He did the story for this one, but he is not a director. Like, he walked away. Okay. Adam Sandler's not in it. Yeah. Like, they have a guy impersonating him doing it. That's so weird to me. And then I didn't know that Kevin James had left, and so they have somebody else filling in for him. And while they sound good, you know when something sounds, like, really close, but your body just can't tell it's off? <laughs> yeah, it's like something eating away at the back of your mind. Like, that's not right. Like, the movie was good, but it didn't feel right. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. And not just because of how Dracula sounded and all that stuff, but, like, even how the story just, like, felt as it was happening. I was like, it's missing that Jendi charm. <laughs> okay. Something's off. And so it was good, but I think I'm going to pretend like this movie doesn't exist. Like, me and Taylor both were like, eh, that's all right. That's a shame. And so then we were looking for something else to watch later. And I've been pretty adamantly, like, against this one. So, did you know there's a new show called How I Met Your Father? I have seen this on Twitter. It stars Hilary Duff, right? Yes. Which, I mean, cool for her. Yeah, I mean, revival for her, maybe? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, perhaps. Like, why, though? Why yeah. this show? Why are we here? <laughs> I don't understand. That's my question, too. Like, why is this, why is this happening now? I would like to give a spoiler for the show, though. Okay. Do they give you the father in the first episode? I think they do. What? <laughs> no, yeah, like, the dad's there. We just don't know maybe which one. Oh, okay. Because, like, she met, like, three dudes. At, I don't know. Mamma Mia style? Well, actually, she meets a lesbian girl, too. Okay. And so I was really, like... What if she becomes trans and then becomes the father? That would be interesting. Is that going to happen? Because there's really only, like, really there's one guy that it can be. Okay. Like, she meets three guys, but there's only one guy that it can be. 
Why is that? Because one of the guys is getting married, and well, if it's the other guy, I would not like that. Well, Robin got married. But not in episode one. True. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> things can like, happen. The show could go places. She meets this guy as he's proposing to his wife, or his, like, person, and then, like, they're going to get married. Okay. And I just feel like that would be weird. Like, maybe they could turn it? I, I don't know, but there's, like, to me, one person. So we went to watch it. Why? What? What is the purpose for the show? Right? Yeah. And really don't know still. There were two episodes and I was like, well, we can watch the pilot. Like, that's all I'll give you. Right? Okay. I craved episode two. Really? And here's the spoiler that I want to give you. Okay. Well, so this isn't a spoiler, but so far it's doing How I Met Your Mother things. I heard that there were like nods or easter eggs or whatever to how i met your mother that's what i'm gonna spoil for you okay but like they're doing like i hope we get into more of these but they were doing how i met your mother like things of like crazy hot scale stuff like these like ideas of just like normal life that are like the metaphors you know that's the stuff i liked in how i met your mother where it was like, we do the crazy hot scale, the lemon law, like all the weird little fun things that are like specific to just their group, you know? Yeah. So like at one point, Hillary Duff talks about her Brooklyn Bridge man. And the guy's like, what the heck is that? And she's like, well, when I moved to New York, I, you know, just never walked across the Brooklyn Bridge. But it's something I've always wanted to do. And now that it's been so long that I haven't done it. I don't want to do it until I meet the love of my life and my soulmate. Okay. So she's like, I'm waiting for my Brooklyn Bridge guy. And so she was talking to this guy that he'll find his one day for a girl, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's like a a good old how I met your mother type thing. And then she winds up walking the bridge anyway because they, you know, love is a lie and all this weird stuff. And the whole, the first episode? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She like gives up on love at like episode one. Jeez. And actually, fun fact, while I was watching it, I was like, wow, you can really tell the COVID protocols. They're in (laughs) New York, and it's just these six people on the street, in a room. Like, that would not be real if it was, like, New York, you know? Yeah. Like, the scenes felt empty for New York, and I just thought that was funny. But I called it. At the end of the first show... It's the part I want to ruin. Okay. She just met these people and they go back to their place for drinks and stuff, right? Yeah. They're all like, ah, we're all friends now because we went into some wild hijinks. Let's just do like a nightcap. So they all go back to this one guy's house. They go to the apartment and I was like, this apartment looks real familiar. Oh. And I was like, this is the apartment from How I Met Your Mother. Nice. And then they go, wow, what a great place. And he's like, yeah, I got it from some married couple. They were moving off like like upper city and stuff. And they even let me keep the swords on the wall. <laughs> and so the swords from How I Met Your Mother are in this apartment. Like it is the apartment from that old show. Well, that's cool. And I teared up a little bit and was like, <laughs> I could watch the second one. Okay. Like I, I liked how, how I Met Your Mother enough that that meant a lot. Right? Yeah. So then I watched the second one, and it was full of just more like, I guess I'll call it like How I Met Your Mother isms. Okay. Kind of, kind of like the whole like, 
Liberty Bell thing. Like, you gotta lick the Liberty Bell, and it's this whole <laughs> metaphor for like doing what you just want to do in life, you know? Yeah. But they make it like horribly like ridiculous metaphor. This show's kind of doing the same thing. Okay. And I'm like, okay, this feels like How I Met Your Mother did, but it is much more up to date. All right. So I think it could work. And they're fixing the problems that plagued How I Met Your Mother. They don't show the kids that they're telling the story to, so they can't, you know, film what the ending is 10 years ago and then piss everybody off. Okay. They kind of are wary of that so far. That's good. Granted, How I Met Your Mother ended perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) But so far, it's good. Granted, it's two shows in. But I liked How I Met Your Mother by the first show, too. So, hopefully the show doesn't go nine, ten seasons. Hopefully. I hope it lasts three to four, because three was as far as I liked How I Met Your Mother. Oh, man. Like, one, two, and three, perfect seasons. Can quote every single show. Once you hit the fourth season, I dropped off real hard. (laughs) I don't even remember much of that show, to be honest. Like, I remember key points, and that's about it. Uh, I remember the Liberty Bell, which I think is, like, my favorite one. A lot of them are such a drag. Like, all of the That's all the later ones. Between Marshall and Lily, I was like, this sucks. (laughs) That that sucked to watch. I think that's later ones still. I mean, season one did end with her moving to San Francisco or whatever. That was season one? My God. Yeah, that was the end of season one. She up and left to go to the art school, and then episode one of season two, she came back like, it sucked. Yeah. And then they had to get back together. That whole arc was not good. But, like, seasons one through three, perfect. They were funny. They were full of, like, those cool idea moment shows. And then seasons four and forward were... How much depressing relationship shit can we get into? Yeah. And that's all it became, and I didn't care for any of that. Yeah, same. I, I literally stopped the show. So I fell out in season four, and I didn't watch it till Finale night. Five days before the finale, and I cranked yeah. out all the seasons just to know what was going on. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> it was not a good time, but it meant a lot for the finale, and that was good enough. It might be worth a watch. I mean, I can't say how it will go in the future, but from the first two, it felt like How I Met Your Mother, and I did love that show, so it felt good. I liked it. All right. You want to know about a show that I've been watching? That doesn't feel good? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, I've been watching Book of Boba Fett. Okay. And I am really, really enjoying it. Okay. It is just a good... You know how I love it when they take a magnifying glass and they put it on a character and they're like, this is what this yeah. dude's about. Uh, Star Wars has been doing a lot of that as of late as they're making more and more spinoffs, making more and more money. But um, so like here. So I don't know anything about this show and I really don't even know any of the headlines and articles for it. Like, I don't know what people are saying about it. Nothing. So, OK, generally fill me in on the show. People are fucking dunking on it, and I think unfairly. So 
episode one, everyone was like, it's fucking boring. It's going nowhere. Episode one. It's I episode thought, one, bro. Yeah. So first of all, it's episode one. Chill. But also, there was a lot of really interesting, like, character positioning in episode one. And they're really setting up the chess pieces for, like, Boba Fett is the new daimyo of this area of Tatooine. And they're trying to figure out, like, how is he going to rule it? And how is he going to, like, put down the law on these people that don't want to be ruled by a new guy? Here's here's what it is. Everybody wanted it to start with Return of the Jedi, where he falls in the Sarlacc's mouth, and they wanted to see him get out. That's where that's what we did. So we did do that, and they yeah. still dunked on it. People fucking hated it. They're like, okay, oh, okay so cool. Everyone is talking about like Boba Fett should be dead, and I don't think that he should be alive. Star Wars just wants to make money, and like, yeah, of course well, they do. Yeah. Fine, that that's it's it's a company. It's Disney for fuck's sake. Of course they want to make money. Um, Boba Fett, I have never cared for as a character. He's always just been like mysterious man in helmets, no emotions. That's kind of my thing. He's one of the most popular characters and i've never for having it. the most minimum of information about him he's so milk toast like i don't i don't give a shit about this guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i i was skeptical about this show i was neither here nor there on boba fett as his as he was involved in the mandalorian i thought like you know is he, yeah famous guy coming back it's really just to like get the Star Wars bros back into it. Like, oh, Boba Fett, yeah. I know that guy. And now they're doing this spinoff, and I was, like, not sure what I was going to think. But so they show him, like, in the belly of the Sarlacc. We start there. And uh, okay. he, like, is obviously, like, you know, in danger of being digested and swallowed and eaten for good. Uh, he looks over, and there's, like, another stormtrooper stuck in there with him. And he, like, really quickly just kind of siphons some oxygen off of his mask and then fucking uses his Mandalorian flamethrower to cut open the Sarlacc and he like digs out through the sand. And okay. I mean, it was, it was a really cool resurfacing, like his fist coming up through the sand, you know, clawing at the air. Everyone loves to see that shit. And um, he's just really endearing to me. Like they're giving all this background and, depth to a character who previously was just like helmeted mysterious yeah. faceless guy and i just think it's really really cool I, I some people sure like they like the mystery they like a stoic guy in a helmet i can't be bothered to give a damn about a stoic guy in a helmet i think that seeing him like befriend a baby rancor and seeing him engage with a tribe of Tuscan Raiders and like learn their culture. And Oh, it's, there's so many like good little moments in this show. That might be what turns me off because he's like, we're, we're giving it the wicked treatment where he's like the bad guy. But now we're like, is he so bad? Well, yeah, that's, that's what, that's what's drawing a lot of criticism. So like, he's always been like, you know, the bounty hunter. He's like, on the move all the time and he doesn't care about anything. And now we're like seeing he's actually kind of got a heart of gold under there. <laughs> and I, I just, I'd like to see that kind of stuff. I think it's I a really, Oh, I love it. I mean, not everybody has to have a heart of gold. It's cool to have some, some hard ass characters from time to time, but like yeah. this guy, you see him like as he gets out of the, the Sarlacc belly, he's like wandering through the desert for days and days and he gets really dehydrated and passes out. And then the Tuscans come along and you know kidnap him kind of and they make him 
their their slave essentially. So he's out like digging for those fucking water fruits that they eat all the time, and uh, this monster. So he's in he's in like the care of basically a teenager, man, uh, teenager uh, Tuscan reader. Okay. And there's a Rodian character. Rodians are my favorite little guys. That's my favorite little Star Wars race. They're so cute. They got those big bug eyes and the little antennae. It's the Greedo guys. Okay. Um, so he's he's imprisoned with a Rodian, and they're out in the desert digging for those water fruits. And there's a teenage Tuscan Raider watching over them, and this big ass monster. It's not a crate dragon. I don't know what it is. It comes up out of the sand. It has a lot of arms, and it like grabs the poor Rodian, who I thought was going to be a main character of the show, and it, okay. like, crushes that Rodian to fucking death instantly, and I was like, there goes all my hopes and dreams. Okay. But, um, so, uh, Boba ends up saving the Tuscan from that sand monster, and they go back to the camp, and the, the Tuscans are like, ah, we accept you as one of our own now, and they, like, train him in combat, and he, like, goes on this whole spiritual journey to, like, and this is this is in one episode, essentially. <laughs> like, he goes on, like, a fucking ayahuasca trip or whatever and gets his own, like, Tuscan staff, and it's just, like, I was almost in tears watching him do, like, the little ritual with all the Tuscan folks, and yeah. it was just... I really like it when they dig into a specific race of Star Wars that doesn't get spotlighted as it should, and they just show you like all these different facets of it. And that's what they're doing with Boba Fett. And I think it's really, really good so far. If you're a fan of Star Wars, not necessarily a fan of Boba Fett, because Lord knows I was not, but if you like just the different aspects of Star Wars, different cultures and things within it, I think this show is absolutely worth a watch. Don't listen to all the anti-hype in the media. It's actually really good. It's got good stories. It's going places. I have faith in the show. So I have two things to say. Okay. One about the show and one not. Okay. <clears throat> you kept bringing up the Tuscan people. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to let you know how much of my life I spend doing the Tuscan Raider <laughs> thing. <laughs> because Tenzin, the... The black cat that we have. Yeah. He's getting real bad. Oh, no. Like, he meows so loud and is, like, clawing up the carpet like crazy, right? Mm. And he was doing stuff the other night, so I picked him up and I said, stop what you're doing! And then I just went, (laughs) and I just, like, threw him up in the air like that. (laughs) Oh, my God. And Taylor was like, what is that? And I was like, dude, the, the sand people from Star Wars. And she's like, What? (laughs) <laughs> so like I showed her the scene and she's like why and I was like I do that a lot I think <laughs> and like I'll just pick things up and just <laughs> like way too much I found out it's a good noise uh, so that because you brought them up yeah and then second because this I actually did see about the show so I figure out let's let's go ahead and get it out of the way okay what do you think about them renaming his ship because I saw a bunch oh of shit about that. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up, too. So, so is this uh, too big? I don't know. Okay, so I saw a a tweet about it. <clears throat> okay. And they're, so they're going to refer to his ship as the Fire Spray, not Slave One, in yes. this new series. And Fire Spray is, like, the make and model of the ship or whatever. It's, like, I don't know what it would be akin to, calling the Millennium Falcon the, uh, fuck, I don't oh. even know what kind of a ship that is. <laughs> It's a like carrier? Ins- I don't know. Instead of calling it, I don't know, like Grease Lightning, you call it a Ford Focus. Yeah. There yeah. You go. 
I mean, honestly, I don't give a shit personally. I I think that if there's a potential that anybody out there could be offended by a ship calling it slave, I why not change it? It's not something that is going to affect lore in the whole. I mean, Jango Fett called it the slave one. What if Boba Fett renamed it when he got it from his dad because they were kind of estranged by the time he inherited the ship, you know? Yeah. I don't I don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I saw something about it. I thought it was like a much bigger controversy. Yeah. But maybe it's just fans getting mad because you're changing the name of is. my thing. Yes. I mean, it's people. <laughs> you sent me a TikTok the other day of this guy who was don't. going to die on this hill. <laughs> He's like, I will call it. It's an at at. It's not an AT AT. And then Look he goes this on this commercial from the 80s. God. He goes on this tirade for like three minutes. He's like, you can call this one an ATST because it's easier to say ATST than an ATST. But you're going to yeah. call this one an at-at because it's easy to say. And you're not going to call it an AT-AT. Sorry, young fans. This That's is the, the way, it's way always acronyms been. work. Yeah. Like, buddy, if I want to call it an AT-AT, I'm going to. And I will, actually, in fact. Uh, AT-AT sounds dope. At-at sounds stupid. At-at sounds dumb as fuck. And I'm That's not going to call it That's why we do that. it. Yeah. So, there. Um, somebody said that... Uh, Changing the name of the ship from Slave One to Fire Spray is virtue signaling. And that's a word that I've, a phrase that I have not what encountered before. What the fuck is that? Yeah, I wanted to run that by you. Virtue signaling. The action or practice of publicly expressing opinions or sentiments intended to demonstrate one's good character or the moral correctness of one's position on a particular issue. Okay. So I guess just kind of like. So basically. <sighs> I'm showing you that I'm politically correct because I took an action ahead of time to do this, and you can see that, so now you know where I stand. Yeah, it's optical allyship. I mean, if you if you have the opportunity to be a good person in advance of any bad press, why wouldn't you? Is my thought. <laughs> but I but guess I could see why some people might think... This sounds to me like the Amazon logo thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, was that going to be that big a deal? And the context there is that there was, like, perhaps the tiniest inkling of a Hitler mustache maybe visible in an Amazon logo if you really looked at it at a certain angle and squinted. If you just completely do not know what tape looks like sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't... Maybe I'm wrong, but to me, I... Th <laughs> I don't think... This is problematic to change the name of the ship. If you want to fight me on it, if you're an old school Star Wars nerd who says at at and refuses to go to ATAT, -AT, let me know. Give us a send us an angry email and I will be there to read it for you. Yeah. Let's let's go cool down, and take a break. Okay. Okay. What's a movie no one can convince you to watch? Mine was Mary Poppins. <laughs> what? But I've finally seen it, so now I don't have one. Like, okay. I don't have a movie that, like, I won't watch now. Is there a movie you've ever tried to get me to watch that I was like, I'm just not going to do it? I don't think so, because I don't ever try to get you to watch movies. It's just TV shows. But, like, even those, I don't go, I won't watch it. Yeah. I just know that I probably won't have the time. But, like, Mary Poppins, I would adamantly say, like, I won't watch it. What do you have against Mary Poppins? Well, it started small. It was just because I had never seen it. Okay. And then people would get so offended by it. I kind of took pride in the fact that I'd never seen it. <laughs> like, 
Like it hurt so many people that hadn't seen fucking Mary Poppins. And I was like, yeah, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. And I I never will. And then here comes Taylor makes me watch it. And I still didn't really like it. I mean, it's fine. It's not something to write home about. That's my whole thing. Like everyone was so mad that I'd never seen it. And then you watch it and nobody else really likes it. (laughs) That was my one. Now I don't have anything to be contrary about. So, you know, it's just not fun anymore. Folks, if you enjoyed that little snippet of the preamble, you can get the full, entire, complete bonus episode by heading on over to patreon.com slash yimtope. That's Y-M-B-T-O-A-P, the name of this podcast. There you can send it to be our patron. We love our patrons so GD much. You make us feel like we're in a warm hug constantly of your appreciation and love (laughs) um if you want to be the ultimate supporter if you want to feel like you're in a warm hug get a hoodie get a yemto hoodie over at the yemto apparel store we got lots of good stuff for you there the link to the shop lives in the show notes and of course thank you so much to all of our supporters we really i don't want to say we couldn't do the show without you because clearly we did but like we really we like doing the show better now that you're around do it that way we don't want to do it without you so please Please hang out. Please stay with us. We love you so much. And let's get you back on over to your regularly scheduled content. Um, Robert. Yeah. My fourth wedding anniversary was this past weekend. Yes. And that morning, my husband woke me up by uh, rolling over and being like, hey, happy anniversary. Um, Microsoft just bought Blizzard. Okay. <laughs> Like, that was the first thing he wanted. Well, the second thing I guess he wanted to say to me that morning. Um, Boy, howdy. Uh, The morning of January 18th, I got so many text messages and Discord notifications and just, like, people sending me articles being like, did you hear that Microsoft bought Blizzard? (laughs) And I can't say how much I, I, I really appreciate you guys. Do you know the things that I am passionate and obsessed with? And you send me those things to look over, and I appreciate you for it. Um, so, Microsoft bought Blizzard. Um, wow, it's one of the biggest deals ever in video game history. It's like the third biggest purchase that um, has gone down in like the entire history of video gaming. It's an insane amount of money. Um, Six point eight. No, sorry, sixty-eight point seven billion dollars is what microsoft spent to acquire activision blizzard yeah and listen to this they spent it in cash (laughs) that's a cash offer not like a not like a credit like we're charging this to the account nothing in stocks or anything like that they're like no we've brought you briefcases (laughs) essentially this is how i imagine the deal went down they come up they roll up to the activision blizzard offices with these like 68 briefcases with like Stacks and stacks of fats in there. And, um, boy, howdy, there's so much to unpack with this shit. So, do you want me to make that feel worse for you, real quick? Yes. Did you know that Microsoft showed up to them with, let's say, you know, 70 briefcases full of, you know, a million dollars? Well, a billion dollars in, in each case, right? Yeah. And did you know that Bobby Kotick? went to other companies to see if people would outbid them. Fucking gross. I hate that man. Yeah, dude. He went to, uh, I guess it's Facebook, because that's meta now, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so he went to Meta and said, can you top it? And they were like, get Ugh. the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Good. Good on Facebook. <laughs> but, like, can you believe that somebody came and offered you $70 billion and you went, that's not enough. He's the worst. Like, <laughs> literally at every turn, any place that he can be shitty, he doubles down. Yeah. I, I hate this guy so fucking much. And... In this deal, he is getting what they call in the biz a golden parachute. So he's not being fired. He's not being let go. He's not being demoted or anything. He is yeah. going to stay on through the completion of the deal. So the buyout is not going to be – it's still technically a proposed buyout at this point in time, I think, yeah. at the time that we're recording this anyway. Um it's not going to actually complete until the end of Microsoft's 2023 fiscal year, which is June 30th, 2023, which is yeah. a very long time from now. <laughs> There's 18 months for this whole thing to to Fall crumble apart. and get weird. So yeah. they, it's, it's unclear after that time what is going to happen with Bobby Kotick. I... I want to believe that Microsoft is like done with his shit and they're going to kick him out. But here's the thing, like it's written into Kodak's contract that once the deal closes, if he's no longer employed with Activision, his employment contract calls for him to receive a severance package that is <laughs> it's $293 million. That is not the number that I saw. Oh, I this is like specific to if he should lose his job to a corporate takeover. I saw he was going to leave with $375 million. Uh, it's probably like 293 cash and whatever in stocks or something. I yeah. don't even, the long and short of it is that he's going to be walking away laden with golden pockets. Like he's pretty much, he is set for the rest of his life. And unfortunately I think it's just going to remain that way. I don't know that there is a, a path in which Bobby Kotick gets punished. Gets I don't come think up, come up and yeah, I don't think we're ever going to see that because he's like a powerful white man and he has money and yeah. he has time. He has all the power. He's got the, the three biggest resources that you could want in your life. Yeah. I just, it's, it's been such a weird, weird six months to be a fan of blizzard games like <laughs> i have just been obsessively watching every single move that blizzard is making and all the moves that the companies around them are making in response to it so we talked last week on the friday roundup if you're a patron you already have seen this um microsoft gaming ceo phil spencer uh yeah. he had this whole article interview with i think the washington post where he was being kind of cagey and he was like they, they, the interviewer was pushing him and saying, like, what are you guys going to do with your relationship with Activision Blizzard moving forward? Because Call of Duty is, like, one of your biggest things. Like, that is – that's like a Microsoft property, basically, you know? I mean, as much as it is an Activision Blizzard thing, Microsoft relies on Call of Duty for their sales and everything. So – yeah. how are you guys going to change your relationship with Blizzard going forward? And Phil Spencer was like, here's the thing. I can really only control my employees. <laughs> I can't control employees at Activision Blizzard. If they were my employees, it would be a different story. And maybe I could do something about it. But because Activision Blizzard is not owned by Microsoft, I have no say in this. And I don't feel like it's my job to punish them if I'm not controlling them. Yeah. And I think he was just 
itching. Hinting that he was trying to buy him. <laughs> it's just bursting at the seams, wanting to tell somebody, like, this deal's in motion. But, um, yeah, so it's just been, like, it's like a long, slow train wreck. And now, finally, like, the firefighters are here. <laughs> and I can't tell if the building is still burning or if it's if, – if the rescue is happening – it's it's such a strange time, and well, like like you said, I mean, this deal's still gonna. They wouldn't even take over for another year and a half. Yeah, so there's plenty of time for so this like slow motion dumpster fire to continue on burning. That's the thing. Like y- now, these people that are in the bad situation might see the light at the end of the tunnel, but they're still in that tunnel for a long fucking time. Completely embroiled in it, like it is. It's the world's longest tunnel. I mean, it's it's been six months since all the allegations came to light, and now we still have another three times that to go. Yeah. If I was an employee at that place, my God, I can't imagine the despair I'd be feeling right now. So I read this article from Kotaku, and it was about um, an all-hands meeting. Don't you love an all-hands meeting? No. <laughs> oh, I love that term. It's the worst. That's what the corporations do. They're like, we're going to hold an all-hands meeting, and then you find out like everyone's fired. Yeah. Um, so there was an all hands meeting that Bobby Kotick held. And let me tell you this. This is my favorite fact about it. So I'm going to lead with it. It was called a fireside chat, first of all, which fantastic. Love that. I love those. Yeah. Bobby Kotick was late for the session. Okay. <laughs> he was leaving it. How are you late? Oh, my God. And it was only 16 minutes long. I He really had to get those note cards in order, okay? God, you have to be such a dick to be late to your own fireside chat all hands meeting that you call it. It's it's a quarter yeah. of an hour out of your day. What are you doing in the rest of that day, Bobby? Yeah. <sighs> Filing your money in your fucking rotary card. What are those things called? You turn them and Rolodex? there's business cards. Rolodex. <laughs> yeah, yes, he has a Rolodex full of money. Um, I want a Rolodex full of money. Don't we all? <laughs> so in this all-hands meeting, uh, they they asked employees prior to, like, submit questions to to Bobby. to <laughs> be like, here, address, we're going to address pressing issues like, you know, the company's culture of sexual harassment, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, so there were some anonymous Blizzard employees that came forward and they were like, yeah, we, we submitted a ton of questions about gender discrimination and uh, the Raven QA strike. But of course, those never came out in the meeting because why would they? It was, what's your favorite product that we produce? Oh, well, no. let me tell you. Yeah. So the meeting was basically just that, like, he was telling everybody, like, we're we're being acquired. And the way he phrases it, he says... Microsoft will be trying to retain as many of our people as possible, which like if you're an employee okay. and you hear that, don't the first the first thing on your mind is like, oh, we're all getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he also states once the deal closes, what I've committed to Microsoft is I will stay as long as is necessary to ensure that we have a great integration and a great transition. Like these are just big fluffy words that I, I hate. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so bad. I want him to be gone and fired and out of the whole thing just because he he sucks and he's dragging the whole corporation down with him and his grubby little disgusting hands. But at the same time, like, I just want <laughs> I want the best for Blizzard just as a fan. I don't. It's hard to see your favorite 
gaming company flounder so badly and suffer forever. And man, I just, I just want things to be good for Blizzard and for the employees. Like that's, that's where my heart lies, you know, with, with the people that are working on these good games. They want to, they want to make good art. They want to get it out to the people. And they're just like stuck in this burning building with this terrible person. Yeah. I just, I have so many thoughts and feelings. So what do you think about um, where PlayStation is positioned after this acquisition? Just like from, from a Sony pony point of view. I mean, a lot of people are saying that, you know, it's like the beginning of the downfall for them. That's what I'm hearing. I, I don't think so. That's implying that PlayStation would need Call of Duty to, to like survive. So they have also said, so Phil Spencer had a tweet actually, and he said, had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony's an important part of our industry and we value our relationship. So it seems like they're going to honor the contracts like they did during the Bethesda takeover. Yeah. But like, it's not clear what all contracts they have set in stone. And it's not clear how long those contracts are in place for. It might be like, you know, for the first six months, yeah. I'll still get Call of Duty, but then we take it away from you. Yeah. I don't know if many people know that side of it, but, like, video game studios are held up by the third parties. Yeah. Like, Xbox doesn't make enough money from Gears of War to survive. They don't survive off of Halo or anything like that. It's Madden. It's Call of Duty. It's Assassin's Creed. All these yeah. third parties that are on both things, that's where the money comes in. And I mean, yeah, Call of Duty's big, but it's been it's been waning for quite a while. But it's also been like existing for quite a while. I think that they yeah. could still go another fifteen years of Call of Duty and not have a significant drop in subscribership or whatever. <laughs> I I think it doesn't matter to me because I haven't played Call of Duty in like a long time. Yeah, but you're like, not like a first person I gave shooter up guy. It. I mean, I am if they're good. But Call of Duty stopped being good. <laughs> okay. Like, Call of Duty's not good. And, like, the new one that came out has gotten the worst reviews. Or, like, it's the most unfinished product they've ever released. Yeah, I won't defend Call of Duty. I've never played it. I mean, they used to be good. But a lot of games, like, used to be good when they started out. Because they had, like, what they were trying to come across with, you know? Yeah. But Call of Duty is now... Call of Duty's become what Assassin's Creed did as well. When you try to pump a game out every year, it's the syndrome we talked about with, like, phones, where you don't change enough for it to matter. Yeah. And that's what Call of Duty is. They change so little, you're like, what's the difference? Yeah, right. Like, there's no difference. It's not, it's, to me, it's not a groundbreaking franchise like it used to be. Right. But when you combine Call of Duty with World of Warcraft and Diablo and Overwatch and Candy Crush, which is also a part of Activision Blizzard, because yeah. Activision Blizzard includes King, which is a mobile gaming company. There's just there's a lot that Microsoft is acquiring, and it's so so much that they could make available to subscribers of Xbox Game Pass, which I think is where the future of gaming yeah. is going. I really think that we're going to see like a streaming boom for gaming, and right now, in my eyes. Microsoft, Xbox, those guys are kind of the Netflix, and PlayStation is the Hulu. Yeah. 
Like, PlayStation's going to try. They're going to try to get their fucking ducks in a row to get Spartacus off the ground by spring 2022. God willing, and the creek don't rise. But they have had their ducks kind of all over the place. And they really need to make a concerted effort to get them together. Put your ducks on a leash if you got a PlayStation. Like, something has to happen with Sony PlayStation to make a, a competitive market with with what's going to happen in these next five years or so like i think sony is still on the hardware front because xbox has pretty much given up on the hardware front they don't really care if you're buying xbox anymore yeah because why would they if you have a pc like you have xbox game pass pc and like all of it's just there for you well not even that i mean really the talk has been that game pass will be on playstation like there won't be Microsoft as like its own brand anymore. It'll be a streaming service to play games. So like you would just get Halo on your PlayStation through Game Pass. I've not heard about that. That that would be an interesting twist. Cuz I mean, they already have Xbox Live on the Nintendo Switch. Like they're I, already starting to I did not to, know that either. <laughs> yeah, they're they're slowly kind of branching out of the console market and being a service market. Yeah, for sure. I know that they're definitely like leaning heavily on Game Pass, but I didn't know they were co-opting it onto other consoles. Well, that's the idea of where it could go. Okay. Because, I mean, there's talk that they won't make another Xbox again. Like, this might be the last one we ever got, so where would you play it? Because not everyone's going to go out and get a computer. Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen. Consoles are here because people don't get computers. But if they keep making smaller consoles like the Xbox Series S, which outsold all the other consoles of Black Friday this last year, like that could be where they go with their hardware, just doing streaming-only, digital-only boxes. I don't know if they would, because it's sold on Black Friday. But, yeah. But like for like year sales, it's still infinitely behind the Switch or the PlayStation 5. I'm like, curious to see, like... Xbox once... hardware sales are literally so low compared to everything else. I think once the supply chain issues get settled, if ever, and computer ships become, like, easy to find again, yeah. once every console is able to be manufactured without hindrance, I really want to know what the numbers are going to look like at that time. Like, where are consumers investing their money and time? You know? Well, because I've seen some TikToks from, like, people that work at GameStop. Uh-huh. And they're like, you know, people complain that you can't find these consoles. And, like, they show the back room. And there's, like, Xbox Series Xs piled up everywhere. But no one's buying them. Yeah. So it's like they're there. But no one's really looking, I guess. But, like... You've tried to find an Xbox, right? <laughs> How Not, successful have you been? I haven't really looked, though. Okay. Like, I kind of pop over to Best Buy and go, yeah, there's not one there. And yeah, then I'll I st- check, like, three weeks of, three weeks down the road, you know? I've stopped following as aggressively as we were, you know, around fall. But um, Oh, yeah. I definitely do not look for consoles very much. Yeah. I don't see how often PlayStations are in stock, you know? Right. Because I, I got one. I'm good. But, I mean, they're still, they're all still around if you're looking, but I'm not looking that hard, you know? Yeah. You were saying how, you know, you could just get a PC and then you got the Game Pass stuff, right? Yeah. 
or a Steam Deck even, because those are going to be <clears throat> so out in full force now. They've done studies on where people game and people that have like a home PC in the house versus a console in the house or have both. Yeah. And it's 80% of people play on console. It's so weird to me. Even even with a gaming PC in the house, most people play their console. I guess So I don't see where a PC would ever overtake the console market. I just think <laughs> uh I don't want to sound I'm trying to not sound <laughs> classic. Master racy. I just think that PC is the way to go for the future. Uh, I know that there is like a huge cost barrier to entry. So I get why people are not out there, you know, scooping up gaming PCs. It's impossible to find a GPU. Why would you build a computer right now? But um, I think that just for the future, that is the way that gaming should lean. In my opinion, I want, I want gaming to lean more into the PC style. Like if they're going to continue to make these games, they're supposed to look ultra realistic with Unreal Engine 5 and ray tracing and fucking pores with hairs and shit yeah. that you can see with a microscope. I think a PC is almost necessary to run that kind of graphical capability. But like Cause see, we're kind of That's why away from... most people don't do PCs because of how many variables go into a game working. You can have the best GPU of all time, but if your CPU sucks, game doesn't work good. Yeah, that's the thing. You got a future. Or your RAM it, doesn't you know? work good. You gotta you gotta get all the the right parts together and get it all good and nice. But and people like we do that because we appreciate the stuff, but your average person just wants to go, does it just work? Yeah. And I, and I think that's why consoles are still so big cuz people don't want to put the thought into it like that. Yeah. I could definitely see that. I just want to drop the money and I want it to fucking work. I want my kid to just fucking have what they're going to have and they leave me alone. Yeah, you I know? think the younger generation, you know, like middle schoolers and down, those guys are still playing on console for sure. I think once people get older if they're still into a game as a hobby, like if if gaming is your passion, you should have a gaming PC when you when you grow up and you get adult money. Because I'm definitely the statistic. I have, I mean, a gaming PC that sits right here that can play all the games that I want to play perfectly. And I turn on my PlayStation more still. Yeah. Back on, like, the Blizzard side of things here. We're kind of getting away from well, yeah. <laughs> the topic at hand. I think that um, Microsoft's going to... A- abide by the agreements they have in place i think that they're going to make activision games multi-platform for the the future i i don't know if they're going to do it long term but for the near future that's definitely where their heart is at um they're also going to have to this is only rumored so far but i believe that they're going to make like the big four or five games on Xbox Game Pass, like, day one of acquisition. So you're going to see, like, World of Warcraft go there. You're going to see Call of Duty, Overwatch, Diablo. Those guys are all going to be on Game Pass is the rumor mill at the moment. I think that it's really, really smart for them to do that because, my God, World of Warcraft has over 116 million active players on Battle.net right now. If they flip those subscriptions over to Xbox Game Pass, that's enormous that's huge for them how many did you say 116 million million that would over quintuple the amount of game pass users that exist today yeah so 
like if you can convert those guys to Game Pass, why the fuck not? End your Battle.net subscription. Get yeah. an Xbox Game Pass subscription. I think too it's gonna be really good for um uh Microsoft to get the Battle.net technology because Battle.net has been a pretty stable platform to host all these games and Microsoft for whatever oh, yeah. reason has notoriously been kind of shitty about having a platform for all of their streaming games. Like the Xbox game app sucks on your computer. It's just it's just yeah. bad. I've never liked it. Nobody likes it. They have never been good at user interfaces. Yeah, and Battle.net is all about user interface. So that's going to be like good shit for them. I mean, it's... the blades on 360 were pretty dope, though. That, <laughs> that was nice. Sure. Um, there's also the issue of, I mean, alongside all of the gender discrimination and sexual harassment lawsuits, there is a, a new effort by Blizzard employees to unionize. And they've already kind of got it in motion, I believe. I... I wonder how that's going to be affected by the acquisition. If Microsoft is going to help them unionize and get them like, you know, on the right track to being a better workplace or if they're going to kind of squash that effort. I, I really don't know. I want to think that they're going to help them, but here's the thing. So way back in November, Phil Spencer told Microsoft staff that he was quote unquote, disturbed and deeply troubled by the horrific events and actions at Activision Blizzard. And at that time they were like evaluating their relationship with Blizzard and they're going to make ongoing proactive adjustments. And now they're publicly presenting like a whole different position on the matter. So they're saying, um, this is the Microsoft chairman and CEO Satya Nadella. I don't think we have talked about her previously. Um, So, this is the Microsoft CEO, not not uh, Phil Spencer, Microsoft Gaming CEO. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Two yeah. different people. So Nadella is saying uh, that Kotick has had great leadership and commitment to real cultural change, which I'm like, has he? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know about that. I just think that it feels more like fluff, um, just kind of stuff they're saying during this acquisition to kind of make it go smoother make you feel good about it yeah it seems like there's a lot of placating both for the public and for the employees because there's also an issue in the public about people are saying um we don't want like there need to be like antitrust laws in place for this because it's such a big acquisition like microsoft is absolutely cornering a huge gaming market right here and it like they almost have a bit of a monopoly on like first person shooters at this point in time. Yeah. It's, it's a lot for them to own. And I was expressing concerns about that too. I think was, I don't know if it was on the main show or if it was on our Patreon feed about how it it feels like Disney when they bought Marvel and they bought star Wars and they bought Fox news. Like it's, yeah, it's a lot of stuff for one company to own. So yeah, it's, there's a lot that could happen in the next 18 months that, Things could get worse. They could get better. I I don't know what to expect at this point. But trust that we will be obsessively following the news about it and bringing it to you guys whenever we see big changes or stuff worth talking about. Yeah. And I'm really curious what y'all have to say, too. Like, if you have any big opinions about Blizzard, Activision, Microsoft, Xbox, PlayStation, any of these major players, I want to hear them. Really and truly, I don't think much will change. 
I think gaming will just still be gaming. I don't think it will matter if they're on Xbox only. Because everyone's still in their camp. For as much as Nintendo has, like, the, we can say, quote-unquote, lower-end games, it still has a huge market. Yeah. I don't think PlayStation will ever go out of style because they bought this company, you know? Well, people never thought that Sega would go out of style, but they stopped making consoles and everyone shit their pants. Well, no, they just made bad stuff. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they made the Dreamcast and it just n- nobody bought it. I had one, though. It was nice. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just don't think anyone's going to, like, be severely damaged because of this. I think all it's going to do is help the people in Activision, Blizzard, and all that stuff. If Xbox finally does just absorb them and start putting their rules down the down the pipe, you know? Yeah. I think that what's going to happen within the company is that they're going to completely, like, break out Activision, Blizzard... Blizzard will be dissolved. They won't have a company anymore. They'll just be like divisions think of they'll Microsoft. Just get rid of the name. Yeah, I think they're going to have like this is the Overwatch development team. They work under Microsoft. This is the Diablo development team who works under Microsoft. There's not going to be a yeah. Blizzard division. They're just going to have like this is all Microsoft now. I mean, that's what Sega is. Like the people that make Sonic, they're called Sonic Team. Yeah. But they work for Nintendo. You know? Right. So I can see that. Yeah. Kind of like a whole um, Rockstar North, Rockstar East kind of thing. Yes, exactly like that. Yeah. So remains to be seen. I think that, um, I I think lots of changes are coming and I think that we're going to see, I don't know, waves within the gaming industry. If, if more big acquisitions like this even become trendy, you know, more shit could happen. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, the, the ripples of change that are possible with this are kind of endless and it's both scary and exciting like i don't know how much more i would want anybody else to buy like i i'm not even hoping playstation is going to buy somebody else yeah the more the more people that everybody buys the less competition that will exist out there and the more stagnant our media is going to get yeah but i think in order to remain competitive in the market i think playstation is going to have to acquire some other company at this point just to you know, stake some claim in the, in the industry. They're buying studios that have their own like experiences to give. Whereas Microsoft has, yeah, Microsoft has content. Like they're just going to have a a bunch of content, but like, I can't think of like one feeling that's in any company. Cause I'm not going to call call of duty a feeling (laughs) (laughs) except for a bad feeling. Okay. I'll know what I think about it once the content starts rolling out like they bought Bethesda, but nothing's come out still. You yeah. Know? Like once we start getting the, once we start getting something tangible from the acquisitions they're getting, we can see if it even matters that they bought them. Yeah. Cause if they buy all these people and none of the games are good, doesn't matter that they cornered the market cause nobody wants the content. I'm hoping that they're giving those studios enough leeway to do their stuff. But then that kind of goes in the face of why they're kind of buying them is to shake them down out of what they're doing, you know? Yeah, shake them down out of the bad shit that they're doing. I think that well, yeah. with solid leadership, we could see Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 in 2023. Fingers crossed. You think the games can be real? <laughs> I think they can be real. We'll see. I want to believe. Well, uh, you want to pile up some suitcases of money and see what we can buy? 
Yes, please. All right, guys. Please tell your friends about us. Help us grow this lovely audience. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode because we release weekly every Monday. The Yimtope guarantee we will see you on Mondays. If you like that tenacity, you like that punctuality, take a second to go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That would really help us out. Get us into more phones, more ears, into more of your lovely lives. Robert, do you know when the last Apple Podcast review we got was? Uh, Probably a year and a half ago. I looked today. It was August 24th, 2020. Woo! If you've listened to an episode of Yimtope after August 24th, 2020, and you have not left an Apple Podcast review, I'm sad. Is this, <laughs> think... is this telling us that most of our fans are on Android? Actually, you know, on the stats, um, most of them are. I think oh, well, we have like one person who listens on Apple Podcasts. So that might be our problem. That's our problem right there, which I guess is not a problem in and of itself. So then if you are on Android, go rate and review us on Google Podcasts. Yeah, we're out there too. Or if you just don't feel like rating and reviewing us, the best, absolute best way is honestly just tell a friend, tell six friends, tell every single person you come across in the streets. Just uh, get get some of our stickers and just slap them all over your neck of the woods. All over. Yeah. While you're out there slapping stickers in the woods, you can find us and friend us on social media. We are at YMBTOAP on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You just watched us on Twitch this past Saturday play Sea of Solitude. And it was a good time. And I thank you guys so much for joining yes. us. It was always good to see all lovely faces in the chat. Um, we want that listener mail, too. Don't forget, you can email us at ymbtyp at gmail.com. I want to know everything you think about this big-ass gaming deal. I want to know uh, if you've ever been to physical therapy. What have you gone to physical therapy for? Uh, are you watching... Himyif, which is what the abbreviation for How I Met Your Father is. Are you watching Boba Fett? Do you hate it? Are you playing Wordle? Come play Wordle with us. It's a good time. And of course, thank you to our patrons. We love you guys so damn much. Just want to kiss you all on the forehead. And you know what? Why don't you go give a kiss on the forehead to Farage, who does our theme song, The Grim Reaper Blows the Horn. He's phenomenal. Go check him out on YouTube. Just... Go to one of his videos and just type a whole bunch of lip emojis in there and he'll be like, what yes. is this? <laughs> and as always, thanks for listening and tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. What would you buy with 70 briefcases of a billion dollars? One more important sound we wanted you to hear. Okay, ha hang on. Um, take five. I guess there's a ghost in the bathroom, and I gotta go check it out. Okay. <laughs> Give me a second. All right. There's I guess we watched uh, too many nukes the other day. Scoot, oh, Jinx. I know. I'm coming. I'm coming. Jinx, scoot. <sighs> Fucking chair. Come on. Okay. Welcome back. How's the ghost? Dude, I think somebody got like a crazy dildo and was using it up there, man. <laughs> what? Like the walls were vibrating. Oh, Jesus. Like it sounded like a squeaky AC unit, but in the ceiling. Interesting. Literally the walls were vibrating. <laughs> okay. 
So I think somebody just got like a new foot massager. Uh. And was maybe using it in the bathroom right up above our bathroom. Yeah. And it was just rattling everything. 